All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Eagle Eye podcast. It's episode seven. I hope that you guys can feel the love in the air as we do approach. No, not Valentine's Day, but game kickoff for Las Aguilas del America. It is a wonderful, uh, wonderful day to be talking everything Las Aguilas del America. So let me welcome my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Welcome back. Thanks for having me again, man. Always a pleasure coming here after a long day today, especially it being a Monday. That is right. It's Monday. I know it's probably not the best day of the week, but uh, as circumstances do happen, uh, we had to change it up because America does play tomorrow. So I hope you guys have found yourselves your Valentine that you can take to uh, I was gonna say to the theaters to watch the game, but that that'd be cool if if theaters uh, all over the world would stream League I Mikey's matches. Um, but regardless of the fact, uh, hope you guys are excited for tomorrow's matchup. It should be a very very interesting one. We're gonna dive in and we're gonna uh, review everything about uh, the matchup against Tigres. We're also gonna be previewing the matchup against Morelia, and we're gonna give you guys a two for one. In this sense, because we're also going to be previewing the Veracruz game. So, anything you want to add on, Dylan? Um, just sorry for the shirt. Forgot to wash. Um, as a college student, I do get lazy and do not wash my clothes. So, for those of you who know. are listening just... to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, because remember we're both on those platforms. Um, Dylan has on a FC Dallas kind of training top. Uh, so he does apologize that he wasn't able to wear his America outfit like we you know usually tend to do here at the eagle eye podcast that's what separates us we always have our jerseys on because it's always game day for us when we do the do do the podcast i feel like i can't even talk today because it's monday but without further ado let's jump into this because let's not try to drag it as long as possible because it is that we mentioned Monday. So we're going to talk about the uh, the matchup that was Tigres versus America on Saturday away at the Volcan. This was uh, 5 p.m. my time, 7 p.m. your time. And um, we, we said we were nervous, but we were very excited to see what our Aguilas were going to do because this was a very, very tough matchup for them in regards to everything that was going on because we were facing a side like Tigres, who granted maybe did not have the best of starts. But when you look at their squad, you always have to think that they're going to bring something to the table. And, you know, they, they practically pretty much did. So let's talk, uh, essence, what, what the matchup really was. So um, at the end, it was a 1-1 result, a draw, and a very good draw in the sense that, you know, we keep, uh, we keep that record of not losing. And uh, we also walk away with a very good point. But for those of you who followed this on Twitter, I said this was Again, a matchup that I felt that we dropped two points instead of gaining one. Uh, I believe that we were the better side, and I think that we maybe deserve the three points overall. But I'm gonna throw it to your to you, Dylan, and I want to I want to get your final kind of like your thoughts, reactions, and emotions after that one one result. Yeah, no, like you said, you know, uh, a good point overall, but also. With- just a drop of two points too as well. I feel like we could have got the three points too as well. And you know, it's um it's interesting to see this match too because to me it seems like it's it could be a possible preview of a Ligia match too. We could possibly see Tigres again in the Ligia if we make the Ligia, which I think we will. And so 
you know, just frustrating overall, you know, not being able to get a second goal to get those three points, especially uh, what happened with Guido, you know, whenever Guido scored that goal and then the ref wants to not allow it apparently and then allow it again and then uh, point to the penalty spot and actually just making it a penalty, which obviously meant it scores and equalizes for us. But, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a. A, a cluster of emotions um, to see all those things happen too, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with you. There, there was a, there was it was really a, a roller coaster of emotions, like you said. Um, a lot, just a lot of things that were were happening. We're gonna dive, we're gonna dive into it. We're really gonna be going into everything that was the matchup. So I, let let's start things off straight from kickoff. Uh, lineup was uh, Marchesin. Uh, Paulo Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Eric Aguilera, William Da Silva at left back, which was uh, quite surprising for a couple of us. Um, right mid, Renate Ibarra, left mid, Cecilio Dominguez, midfield, Uribe, Guido, up top, Cecilio, I mean, uh, Uribe, and Henry. So th- th- that was the lineup that we mostly all expected with the, you know, the the exception of William Da Silva at left back, who we will talk about in a little bit. Um, so straight from kickoff, I think, what we've done so well this season and what I've liked that we've done so far is that whenever we start, we always go kind of a little bit on the offensive. We pressure the team where, you know, we go out, you know, we, we charge at them. We don't really sit back and soak in the pressure, which I think is something very, very important that we do uh, because, you know, the, the, the better we start off, the better the outcome is going to be for us. So how do you take it that, you know, we kind of see a pattern for a couple of games now going into this Jornada Siete. Um, the fact that we were, we're doing things pretty much the same every time that we get the kickoff. It's charge at the charge at the opposing side, win the ball back, and start moving it around and getting getting those players used to the ball at their feet. Yeah, you know, it just it just seems to kind of work out sometimes depending on who we're playing to and um how we handle the situation and stuff like that you know and so far you know like you said it's, it's worked out and Bioho obviously see something with this tactic and Bioho is going forward with it you know and I don't think it should stop I think uh it's working you know we're putting the pressure you know we've getting some goals out of it you know we're obviously covering ground too whenever it comes back to come back and playing defense too as well and so overall you know, it's working to me and so it's just, it's just something that Bill is going to go forward with um, from from when he started it until the end of the season. So yeah, I think um, I think that's a tactic that's been working very well for us. I think it not only gets you know the the blood rushing, it, it gets the players' emotions going and everything. So you know, hats off to America that we that we've continued to do this, and hopefully we can continue to grow and and perfect it. Um. For the most of the matchup, I think in the first half, I think we looked a very, very dominant side. Uh, we had some very, very good opportunities. Um, that's needed to say also that uh, Tigres also had their own chances. It was a very even matchup, but I think overall, I think maybe by a, you know a centimeter or an inch of a hair, we we were the better side in the first forty-five minutes. Um, of course, it it wasn't the most ideal forty-five minutes as. You know, I would have liked us to uh, finish our chances more. I know Cecilio Dominguez had a great opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net. Unfortunately, doesn't find it because of a, you know, let's face it. It was a wonderful save by Noel Guzman, um, who, you know, who barely, you know, tips the 
the the ball with his fingers and then you know because of that Cecilio's shot goes and hits the post um overall it was a pretty good performance it was you know exactly what i would expected except the fact that we let in a goal that i think was very very stupid to 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 concede i'm just gonna put it that way get scored on around the 41st minute of the matchup. It was after the fact that we were actually the better side. So the goal kind of comes, you know, against the run of play. Um, if, if I wanted to paint a picture for you guys, uh, I, I forget who the Tigres player is. He, he, he picks up the ball and, and uh, uh, around the middle of the par- uh, middle of the park in his own, in, in the Tigres area, charges forward. No one, Absolutely no one goes to contest him. No one goes to pressure him. He he runs with the ball a good 30 yards into our area. Is able to play the ball out wide. Chaka Rodriguez is then able to run down the byline, find a cross that ends up finding Gignac. And of course, in an open space, no, in an open space like that, Gignac puts the ball into the back of the net. The reason why I have such an issue with this is because this this would have easily of not been a goal if we would have been able to shut down the defender who carried the ball 30 yards into into the space. Absolutely no one from our midfield picked him up. Absolutely no one from the fence decided to charge at him. No one. And and this is what got me really irritated because we were the better side. And if we would have gone into the half one uh with a with a score line of 0-0, I think the outcome could have been different. Yeah, no, I agree, you know, but like uh like going back to the high pressure and stuff like that that we kind of started off with, you know, um that's kind of one of the downsides if uh, you get kind of lazy and uh, you don't put the pressure on that you need to come back and defend, you know. So, you know, maybe Tigre just found that hole, you know, uh, that one player did too um who we for, forgot that who it was, you know, and find Chaka and you know, um it's just something too from the back line that you don't really expect to see, you know, the that little mistake, you know, the stupid mistake, you know, from, from the back line, you know, seemed like there was a lack of communication from the back line too between Aguileta and Valdez too as well. So, you know, there's there's problems all over the pitch for that goal too as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. But, you know, at the end of the day we go down but at the end of the half, one nil. Um, I think for the most part, we were the better side, except you know, of course, that stupid mistake happened. Um, first forty-five minutes. How would you sum them up from from our Aguilas? A uh, good, good, good play, good attacking play for me. A little bit, you know, it was uh, some brilliant stuff. Besides the goal, you know, um, everything seemed like it was going well for them. Everything like that. Um, I believe we got about five shots off. Five, four shots, maybe with one on target, I believe so. Uh, just uh, possession is what what we needed to work on too a little bit more. I feel like we didn't have possession that much as Tigres did. Yeah, there was at times I think that uh, we we kind of gave up the ball. I, I I like the fact that we didn't give up the ball as much as we have in previous matchups. Um, but still, you know, we we were able to give the ball a couple of times. Tigres. Uh, was smart. They 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 kind of settled into their matchup. I think America did well to kind of you know play their game and put Tigres under pressure. I think it was after a couple minutes, like you know, 15, 20 minutes afterwards, America really let off the gas pedal. They started uh they started letting Tigres kind of settle in and kind of play their matchup. And you and you can't really do that to a side that you know first of all is at home, and second of all with the quality of players that they have. 
can easily come and score a goal. So I think for the most part, it, it was a pretty good 45 minutes against a very good opposition that is Tigres. Um, but in the end, it was um, it, it could have been better, I guess is really what I'm trying to say. It could have been better. It was fine. I liked it, but it could have been better if we wouldn't have conceded that goal. So yeah, no, every everything can always be better, you know. There's always room for improvement, you know. One thing that uh I kind of lived by whenever, you know, I was playing sports in high school, you know, like I never I never tried to be perfect. Um our coaches always say, you know, you want to be perfect playing the game. And I don't I don't believe in playing perfect, you know, because if you play perfect then then what's the point? I don't just taking the fun out, there's no room for improvement, there's no room to learn. So, you know, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. I guess there always will be, um, but I, I think we're perfecting what Piojo wants us to do, which is good because this is not going to be the only tough opposition that we have going forward into the season. Um, so halftime comes, and then you know now it's it's time for the second half. I think America starts off really really well. Uh, we get some pretty good close opportunities at goal. Um, things don't really start shaping up until the fact that Jeremy Menes comes on. Once Jeremy Menes comes on, this America side looks completely different. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you know, the shots got better too, you know. Got about two shots on goal and stuff like that too, you know. Only thing lacking still is still the possession, you know. That's the one, that's the one key thing that we always focus on. But, you know, it was a great substitution by Piojo. You know, I didn't really like the way Uribe was playing and stuff like that. You know, I've talked to you about it too and everything like that. And, you know, it's just – it seemed to me that Mateus Uribe was – Slowly turning into more of a a reckless Guido whenever he first started playing with the Medica too like that. And that's something that I don't want to see. But, you know, obviously the change of play was great. You know, it just seemed a little bit more alive. We've seen a little bit more of from the team going forward too as well. Yeah. Uribe definitely did not have the best matchup of his uh, of his America career so far. Um, but like we said, things got better. Um, we were able to find a goal. After, like you mentioned, a very, very weird and and mo- very roller coaster of an emotional de- decision by the by the referee, um, we get a corner kick in which Guido Rodriguez then Guido Rodriguez then heads home. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful cross uh, puts it in the in the corner where the goalkeeper just cannot get it. The referee then at first um, marks a foul against Guido. And then after careful consideration, he then marks towards the penalty spot, signaling that it is a goal. And as he is running towards the goal, he then stops, blows the whistle, comes back, talks to his assistant referee through the microphone, and calls for a penalty. Now, this is a very, very, very tense moment in the matchup because before that happened, Let's not forget, because we're 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 missing. I, I can't believe we totally slipped through this. America should have had a goal in the first half because Mateus Uribe missed a penalty. Penalties, man. Penalties. I don't even want to start with that, man. Okay. It was just a mess. Was, I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I was. I felt bad because I'm the one that got my hopes up, thinking that oh, we're gonna make the penalty and go up one nothing. Oh, it's just that roller coaster, man. I was telling you about just going, it's going, it's still going for me right now. 
<laughs> okay, let's talk penalties then, because this, I, I have no idea why we completely oversaw this. Maybe because there was another penalty in the matchup, and maybe the fact that we actually scored the second one kind of erases what really happened before that. But we get a penalty, and it, and I want to say that Cecilio Dominguez played an absolutely amazing matchup because it just goes to show how well he played, that he was able to win us a penalty. So Matias uh, Uribe steps up to take it, as Piojo has said that he wants him to be the penalty taker, goes up, takes it, and just absolutely puts it wide, does not connect with the ball cleanly, nothing whatsoever. And because of that, you know, we see that we don't score a goal, and then a couple of minutes later, boom, get his scores. So what I know you don't really want to go into, but what's going on? Why can't we why can't we take penalties? I think I think we're lacking some confidence maybe going into the into the penalties. You know, I think we're um getting a little nervous, you know, and letting the goalkeeper get in our heads a little bit uh, about it. Cause I remember I see Guzman go up to uh, Uribe before the penalty and, and after the penalty too, you know, just getting in his head, you know, and obviously after the penalty, Guzman got that yellow. So I just, I just think it's a lack of confidence. But I mean, if it's a lack of confidence, are we always going to bank on the fact that Jeremy Menace has to come and rescue us to take a penalty? Or who else on this pitch can take one? Because it's frustrating to see. We've seen Oribe miss. Now we've seen uh, Mateus Uribe miss. You know, now it's, you know, who who's going to take it for us? I mean, the last real good kind of solid penalty taker that America had was Osvaldo Martinez, you know? And he, now he's gone. He's, he's at Santos. So now we're really left with no one really that can, you know, put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, who besides, you know, because Jeremy Menez was on the pitch at the moment, who else would you give that penalty to? I don't even really know. To be honest with you, it's kind of hard to say. Whenever I mean, we've only seen, whenever we've only seen two, yeah, I mean, possibly Henny, but I mean, we've only seen two, two. If you're not including Menes, two people try to take penalties this this season so far. I really, really, really am curious to see exactly what's going on because this is unbelievable that we can't find anyone to put the ball into the back of the net from twelve. Uh, from 12 uh, sp- uh, steps uh, into the goal. So it's frustrating. Uh, I can't believe we missed the penalty, but we went back to it and we discussed it. Um, now let's go into the other penalty that happened in the matchup for us. Uh, so it's a big conundrum. The referee gives a penalty. Everyone's arguing against it. And in the end, when the penalty was called, the first person to get the ball was Jeremy Menes. Jeremy Menes got the ball and went to the to the penalty spot. Stayed there after two, three minutes of players just absolutely going crazy with the referee. Menes was stone cold, just placed, was ready to place the ball down. And when it came down to it, you know, and uh, Gignac started telling him stuff. I'm pretty sure he told him stuff in French. Um, and then tried to get in his head. And, you know, Jeremy Menace takes the, takes the penalty spot and the referee signals. Jeremy Menace steps up and he scores the goal. So, from then on, it's 1-1. America then gets more momentum. I feel like this, at this point, was when we should have scored another goal because we were the better side at that, at that stage. The only problem was that, at that point, we only had one forward. And his name is Oribe Peralta. And Oriva had a very good opportunity to kind of find the back of the net. 
but was a little bit hesitant. And I wanted to go into detail because we haven't really gone into as much detail as possible. But what is going on with Oriol Peralta? This this was a matchup made for him to score the winning goal, but he just wasn't present. What what's going on with our captain? Who who knows, man? I mean, at this point in the stage, you know, we're 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 kind of seeing his production go down. You know, I've I've kind of said it a time or two in the past past episodes, but. I'm, we're seeing the decline of what even, in my opinion, a little bit, you know. Um, this guy is going from our lead goal scorer in the Aventura to no goals so far this season. And who's our, who's, who's our leading goal scorer right now? It's, it's Sandy Martin. And so, what is that? I mean, how does that play in Oriba's mind right now whenever you see this young kid who's just as hungry, if not hungrier, than Oriba to score and to make plays? And then you see Oriba not doing nothing, in my opinion. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, we still see Oriba run. We still Oriba, see Oriba um, fighting for the ball and stuff like that, too. I'm like, what What else has he done, really, at this point? You know, it was a very quiet matchup for Henry Martin, but I feel like he should have merited more of a stay to be on the pitch than Oriba Parata. Although, granted, Rui Parata was playing much more of a deeper role. He was, you know, working a little bit more to get on the ball and distribute it. Henry Martin was more like, a, you know, just a, just a nine, just there, just kind of ready to, you know, pounce on an opportunity if an opportunity even came his way. Unfortunately, nothing really happened. But, I mean, it's the decline of Rui Parata. The question is here, though, will we see him kind of get out of this slump or is this the Oriol Peralta we're just going to get for the rest of the season? You know, going back to what you said, you know, Henry uh, should have stayed on the pitch, in your opinion. You know, I, you know, I definitely agree with that, you know, after my prediction went <laughs> south <laughs> from the last episode when I said that Henry Martin was going to score in the 90th minute. So, you know, kind of upset not to see my prediction come true. <laughs> I told you that 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 – it was not going to happen because I had a feeling Henry was not going to play the full 90 minutes, especially with the way that, that the game was going. But I wish the prediction came through, though. I mean, it, it would have been more of a livelier mood if that would have happened. Because let's face it, no one wants to come in Monday, start talking about their team, draw against Tigres in a matchup that we technically should have won. I mean, it was there for us. We just couldn't take it. But I think all in all, we kind of close out the matchup a little bit better. Tigres, you know, try to get on the on the ball. In the end, both teams kind of, you know, match each other out perfectly. And ref blows the whistle, 90th minute. We end up walking away with a point. Although, you know, Jeremy Menes looked to be uh, really, really good. He doesn't look like he's 100% fit, but it looks like he's almost there. I want to say a good solid 75, almost 80%. Um... What do you think? Yeah, no, like, like you said, I, I, I personally think he's all there either, but we're seeing good stuff from him still despite, like, his playing time whenever he's coming from Europe. You know, he, it's still good. We're seeing good stuff. You know, it's just he needs a little bit more time, in my opinion, to get a 100% fit. You know, um, we've also discussed his language barrier. You know, he doesn't know Spanish that well, if not none. And so, you know, he's getting there. He's he's uh, getting used to playing style. He's getting used to the other team's playing styles too, you know, uh, learning the league a little bit more. And, you know, it's good. We're seeing good stuff for him. Um, what is it, two goals in three games, I believe, four games? Yeah, two goals in three yeah, games. Yeah, 
yeah, two goals in three games. You know, even though, despite one being from penalty, you know, um, that still boosts his confidence. Um, knowing he got get one in the back of the net against a, a really, really uh good team, um, top three team in my opinion. I think this is, and you know, especially with a team that has another Frenchman on it too. Um, it's good stuff. You know, you can't say it's not good. Um, yeah, like we said, you know, not a hundred percent yet, but he's getting there and it's coming sooner rather than later. Man, it's always good. It's always good. I, I, I you know, just want to give a quick shout out to Manis because he is doing things absolutely well. And that's good. That's good. The only thing I would, you know, he, the only, I would say bad thing he did was when he got the ball and he tried to do like six different bicycle kicks and then the ball just kind of spun out of his control. Reminding me a lot of, you know, Michael Arroyo. Um, but you know, everything else he did was absolutely amazing. The way he, you know, he asked for the ball and already knew who he wanted to pass it to. He was moving and he was, you know, he was, we, he was moving into positions. He was getting in those places and he was giving off really, really good passes. You can tell that he was playing more of a cam than a striker at points, maybe sometimes even a center mid, um, but just absolutely great what the Frenchman's bringing to the side. I think it's someone that's going to be very solid for us. And if you continue the good run of form, he can definitely do something very special with the side. So, I mean, I'm happy in the end because we do walk away with a point that could be very vital for us in the end. And also, you know, we get to see a Jeremy Menes goal and we get to see a Jeremy Menes boost of confidence, which I'm sure is going to carry over to the next matchup. So, you know, this is great development for the Frenchman. This is a great result for the for the club all in all. You know, 30 points would have been way better. But, you know, I mean, beggars can't be choosers sometimes. So, you know, let's, I guess let's rally with, with the Frenchman and, and hope that, you know, he can, he can continue his good run of form. And pretty much a pretty solid performance overall, especially the very tough side Tigres. But I'm happy that, you know, it, it was it was very much kind of a chess match in which I think we kind of were a little bit better than Tigres. But, you know, overall... I guess, you know, I'll take the point. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the point too. It's better it's better than dropping all three, to be honest, but I know we could have got all three too. Yeah. Very, very frustrating thing. But I mean, anything else you want to point out about the team in general? I right now, I guess right now we'll talk a little bit more in specifics about a couple of players that we think maybe did well and maybe didn't do well, but anything else you just want to add on overall from the team performance? No, I'm fine. We can we can uh move on to what's next to the itinerary. Yeah, um, I guess let's let's talk briefly about uh players that maybe did not have the best performance, and players that did. I think the, I think our worst player on the pitch was Mateo Soribe. I I don't know if do you agree disagree. Yeah, yeah, I agree to that, man. I I don't know, I don't know what it is, dude. I just. Did not like it at all. He was very frustrating to me. He was just making me mad with some silly challenges. He probably shouldn't have made either, but yeah. Yep. Definitely would even to me. Yeah. All right. Mateo Soribe, I think we can uh, everyone agree that Mateo Soribe was probably not the best player on the pitch. I think someone who probably didn't have a good matchup either was uh Henry Martin. But it wasn't because really it wasn't really his fault. It was more of the role that he was instructed. He was more there to kind of bother the defense not you know really you know give too much trouble um he was really most more like a post he was just there to kind of do his thing disrupt the balance of the defense 
Um, and America didn't really just he, America didn't really find him. So I mean, very unfortunately. But Henry Martin, of course, doesn't have the best matchup. So I think those were the two kind of players that shined out as maybe did not have the best game. Of course, Matias Oribe actually having the worst game. Um, but hopefully the guy can pick it up. Hopefully he can perform better and, you know, do things a lot more uh, solid for the upcoming matchup. Um, I think let's talk a little bit about Willem De Silva at left back. What, uh, what do you think about him? It was it was kind of interesting to see that because you know there were at times he did seem a little lost. There were times where he did some good things, you know, not great necessarily, but some good things, you know. But overall, just just for me, just an average performance, if if not a little less than average. But you know, you kind of expect that from somebody who doesn't play that role. I think I think in the end. It, it like you said, it's a pretty average performance. But I think the best part about it is, we know he can play that position if needed. I think this is the best thing that we we can figure out about William De Silva was the fact that if he needed to play that position in future in a future reference, that he could. Yeah, you know, but you know, it's just you can't really expect much, you know, with some forward runs, really that much, and everything like that. To me, in my opinion, and you know, but. Overall, just just average, really. You know, just uh, this is something that he's got to get used to if uh, if he is to play there again and stuff like that. You know, it's interesting to see if Bioho will will work him there more in training. You know, with uh, not not knowing how I don't know how long Vargas is to be. I don't know if you know any information on that, but you know, just seeing if uh, he actually gets some training there and everything, and whenever it comes down to it. Yeah, yeah, it should be interesting to see. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about you know the squad report and who's healthy, who's not. Uh, once we start previewing the Morelia matchup, um, I, mean, I think overall, Willem da Silva, I mean, you know, pretty decent, pretty decent performance. Um, like I said, I think the best part about it is I think now we know that if we need to play him there, he's you know he's willing, and he can and he can do a pretty good role. He can do a pretty good function. So that's uh, I guess that's really all that we can say about him. Um, I think the best player on the pitch, um, I think we both can agree on this, and I think every Americanista agreed on this, was the fact that Guido Rodriguez, yet again, had an absolutely amazing matchup. And should have had a goal. But the only frustrating part about that, you know, absolutely, you know, Guido's just been performing week in and week out, and you can't ask more for him. he's, He's doing everything right. He's almost playing to perfection. And what what more can you say about him? Yeah, I think he's doing an absolutely great job and everything. I think this is great because you know we we we've talked about him and, and what he's done so far. He's had an absolutely great season. This is the best Guido Rodriguez we've seen yet, and this is great because he's only taken about six months to really adapt to what Pio Correra wants in America. I think, like Johnny said, a couple episodes you know, be, uh, a couple episodes back that he was really starting to adapt to that big role with this big team, you know, no disrespect to Cholos whatsoever, but, you know, from going from Cholos to America, like Johnny said, it's a big leap. It's a big gap. It's a lot more of a responsibility. And I think this is something that Guido's finally, finally uh, understanding a little bit better. And he's doing an absolutely amazing job, even in games where not a lot of people will give him credit. He has shined 
very quietly, which I think is the best part about it too, because he, you, if you pay attention to his positions, you see how much space he covers. You see how much liberty he gives Guido Rodriguez to kind of push forward. And he kind of, you know, just holds down the midfield and the defense with such ease and such composure. He picks up the ball. He does great. You know, whenever he needs to win a ball, he wins it cleanly for the most part. Um, you know, tactically and, and, you know, physically, he's just there perfect all around. He kind of reminds me of what uh, Nemanja Matic is from Manchester United or, you know, was, was looming to be from Manchester United, you know, is, is a player that can hold down the midfield but also gives the liberty like Paul Pogba to go forward. And, for example, Guido Rodriguez gives the option of Mateo Soriba to push forward. And, and it's absolutely amazing, you know? So, you know, hats off to him because I think he is going to be a very, very crucial piece to this puzzle for us to be able to win a championship. Yeah, you know, his discipline, too. You know, we've seen his discipline get better, too, over time, too. You know, we had about, what, like two, three red cards last season and up until? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about, about two or three. Yeah. And so, you know, now he's just he's playing week in and week out. You know, those suspensions, nothing to worry about. So, you know, it's, the discipline, too, is a great thing to point out, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely amazing. Not, you know, very disciplined. Um just very all a very good performance by the guy because just hats off because he's been amazing. He's been absolutely amazing for us and hopefully he can continue the run of form that he's in. You know, unfortunately, like we said, he couldn't get his goal, but hopefully in the next matchup he can. So I think that really much does it for this Tigres uh, preview. We talked about the goals. We talked about the good. We talked about the bad, and we definitely talked about the ugly. Um, Overall, we I think we can both agree that it's it's a very good point in the end. We're both bummed out that it was in three. I think we can all agree that maybe we were the better side towards the end of the 90th minute. Um, you know, like we said, unfortunate things don't always go as planned. Um, but I think if, we, if, if we're really optimistic about things and we really want to take the positive and we really want to take things into consideration, then we can see that, you know, uh, the team is starting to grow. The team is starting to build a more cohesive unit. We're starting to see players, you know, kind of take charge of their role and kind of, you know, assume their responsibilities. And little by little, we're we're becoming a very, very good good side. So I'm I'm happy with the result. Yeah, definitely happy with you with the result. Okay, so we're both happy. Content maybe is a better word, uh, as we would actually be really happy if we were gotten three points. But a point is a point, and uh, we're still undefeated. Only the uh, only Pumas is the only side undefeated in the Liga MX up to this point. So hopefully we can continue this good run of form. Uh, we're only two points away from uh, from Pumas, so that that kind of tells you something. Um, what do you? Anything else you want to add on? in in, in regards to the Tigres matchup? Um, no, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Okay. So, that does it for the review of the Tigres America matchup. Uh, Hopefully, you guys can agree to some of the things that we were saying. Uh, If you guys want to ever get in touch with us, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. We're always there. Uh, Make sure you guys follow the Eagle Eye Podcast Twitter handle, as we'll always be able to communicate with you there. Uh, And you can also find us on Twitter, uh, either Dylan or myself. So, 
Um, before we jump into these next two previews, um, because we do have two matchups coming up, the one against Moreira and the one against Veracruz, we do want to give you guys a follow-up of what the schedule is going to be looking like. So, next week we are back at a regular schedule on Tuesdays. So, hopefully you guys are excited about that. And, and we have something very special to announce to you guys. We will, we will be having another guest. No, it's not Johnny. We would like to have him back, but no, it's not Johnny. This time we're actually having um, someone who I think me and Dylan uh, would consider uh, a role model in a sense and uh, someone that, uh, you know, we're very excited to be able to have on the pod. We won't say who just yet to kind of give you guys a little bit of an anticipation, but he, I would say he is one of the pioneers for this uh, English language Liga Mekis coverage uh, community that we uh that we've all grown to be so um kind of just you know to give you guys a hint he will be coming on the podcast next week so i hope you guys are excited about that i know me and dylan we are we're very excited uh but uh like you know if you guys want to be informed with everything like i have mentioned make sure you guys do follow us on twitter as we'll let you guys know who's coming on the pod what time it is and when but not to worry because I guess the last two parts I can give you guys now. We will be back next week, Tuesday, regular time. And, of course, if you guys ever miss an episode of the Live Eagle Eye podcast show, we are on SoundCloud and iTunes. So don't forget about that. Uh, anything else you want to add on about the schedule? Maybe that's something that they need to know? Um, No, just, just always keep an eye out because especially if we advance in the – Champions League, you know, it could potentially uh, move us too. So we'll just keep an eye out for that, guys. Yeah. So next week, uh, we'll, we'll also be giving another uh, another two-for-one preview matchup uh, as we will be previewing uh, the Coca Champions and uh, the following matchup, which I believe it's uh, against Tijuana. So uh would be interesting to see uh, how well we... How, how will we cope with this kind of busy, hectic schedule? Because it's not just busy for us. This is the grind, uh, the the prime grind time for America. This is going to be, I think, one of the hectic months of the year. Um, you have double jornada. You got the Conca Champions. You got the, everything that's going on weekend base. So it's it's going to be very very hectic for our Aguilas. So you know we're we're going to do our best to try to keep up with them. Uh, hopefully we don't wear and wear and tear ourselves down. But we do it for you guys. So don't forget. We uh we do it for you guys. So uh, I hope you guys are enjoying so far the content. We want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts because without your guys' support, this wouldn't be possible. And this wouldn't be as fun either because, you know, I think the best part about it is the fact that I think me and Dylan know that there's an audience base and that there's other people that are, you know, tuning in. You know, we may be small numbers, but I think, you know, the longer we go, the longer we progress and the better that we get at this, I think – uh, we'll see our numbers increase, and and really, it's it's about building a family, and it's about building a a you know a very cohesive unit. You know, it's about building a community within the Americanistas who want English language coverage. So, make sure you guys stay tuned for everything. We have a lot of great ideas coming up. We have a lot of projects that we want to accomplish. And two, make sure you guys follow us because you never know, we might just do some you know crazy day a random scarf giveaway. So. Make sure you guys keep tuned for that. Uh, Dylan, anything else you want to add? No, I'm good, man. All righty. So let's jump into the previews. We have Monarcas Morelia uh, tomorrow, which is uh, January 13th. And then we have Veracruz Sunday. So 
very, very busy schedule coming up for us. Um, what do you think about this double jornada? It's going to be crazy, man. You know, I'm already struggling with school, and it's only been a month. And it's only another month till spring break, which I'm really, really looking forward to. So, you know, this craziness going on and the Hunada going on, dude, I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> not prepared, but we're going to do it either way because, uh, you know, we, we, we enjoy doing this, like I mentioned earlier. So let's jump into it. America versus Monarcas Morelia. We're at the Estadio Azteca. The matchup is scheduled at 6.45 my time. So that is uh, 8.45 your time. So it's almost 9 o'clock, really. Um, like I said, the matchup is going to be at the Estadio Azteca. It's a home game. So it's absolutely amazing. Um, because, we, you know, we, we get to go, we get to come back, and we get to, to have a matchup at in our home grounds. Uh, so... Uh, let's just uh, kind of jump into it. Uh, so news coming out of Coapa saying that uh, Renato Ibarra is, uh, has picked up an injury, slight injury, and will not be featuring up against Monarcas Morelia. It's not really a very serious injury, but it's Pio Herrera kind of being a little bit more cautious and not wanting to, uh, not wanting to kind of, you know, risk the player. So, you know, when you hear about Renato Ibarra, what are your thoughts? It's devastating to the team because, you know, this is a guy that's been playing uh, amazing. He had an amazing start to the season and continues his form and keeps going forward. You know, he's not looking back or anything like that. So, you know, it sucks to suck to see this guy go down like that, you know. But, you know, it's better safe than sorry, you know, like you said, you know, because you're going from Saturday and turn around and go Tuesday again, which is really not that long of a break. So, you know, it's to me, it's better to save him than, put, than push it and risk further injury, in my opinion. I think I think I agree with you too. I mean, let's not risk it. I mean, he's had an absolutely amazing season. If you know he's not deemed a hundred percent, why risk him? Um, I think we have you know alternate players that can definitely come in and do a really good matchup. So that is the news coming out of Kuapa. There is rumors and speculations that the lineup may go as follows: Marchesin and Go, Paolo Aguilar, Edson Alvarez. Uh, uh, Eric Aguilera and William Da Silva as left back with Guido Rodriguez, Mateo Uribe in the midfield, Cecilio Dominguez, Ibar Gwen with Jeremy Menes and Henry Martin up top. So it looks like maybe Bruno Valdez could be the other player that is going to be left out. These are just rumors. This is nothing confirmed as of yet. But when I tell you this lineup, what are your initial thoughts? Who who did you say was uh playing right 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 mid? Yeah. Uh, Cecilio Dominguez. So, so it's uh, Cecilio, uh, Uribe Guido, and then uh. Ibar went on the left. Ibar went okay. Okay. Um, it's a pretty interesting lineup, you know. Um, you know, you obviously expect some changes, you know, to the lineup, you know, especially coming after so quick around. You know, I kind of did expect possibly Edson to. Uh, see some game time, you know, give either Bruno or Aguilera a break and stuff like that. But, you know, this to me, this seems like a pretty good lineup. Um, is it necessarily the strongest? No, because, you know, Iwarguin really hasn't had that much of a chance, in my opinion, to really showcase what he's got. Um, Jeremy Mendes, you know, I don't think I can see him playing the 490 minutes, you know, maybe about a good 50 to 60 minutes at the most. Maybe kind of pushing a little bit, but you know, I, I think this is a team that can also get the job done too, especially with Guido in the midfield, Guido holding it down like always. And so, um, 
I still don't see why not we can go and get three points to tomorrow. Now, I think when I read this lineup, I think that we are kind of not giving the enough, maybe I want to say kind of respect for our opposition. We're going up against Morelia. This is not an easy, easy side, not an easy side whatsoever. They are literally sixth place right now, sixth place with 10 points. Okay, so they have been a pretty decent side start, you know, coming up as of now. I, this lineup may, makes me feel like we're playing against Lobos Wob again. Like, this is not our strongest lineup. What's going on? I know we're alternating here, but really, is is it necessary? I mean, granted, we've only had like about a, two days of rest. So, you know, I, I can imagine why we'd have to alternate. But I feel like it's a big switch and it's a big move. And I don't like it because it's a very good opposition. And I feel like we need to be throwing all our chips on the table for this matchup to secure three points because we're at home because it's a very important thing that we do. So hopefully, uh, like you said, the lineup is good enough and we can get the job done with the players out there on the pitch. I just would like to see a much stronger side. Um, let's not forget, too, it looks like Oriol Peralta is going to be dropped from this matchup. He's going to be going to the bench. Um, because of Renato Ibarra's injury, Darwin Quintero then, you know, makes it into the bench at least. Uh, would be really surprising if he does start, but it wouldn't, it actually, no, if he starts tomorrow, it would not be that good of a surprise. Um, I think, you know, he, it's, I wouldn't say it's man for man, but it's kind of position for position because Darwin Quintero can play on that right, right hand side. And, you know, that would mean that you leave Cecilio Dominguez in that left mid position that he's been thriving at so much. So, I mean, it'd be cool, I guess, you know, because we're going to see Jeremy Menes start from the beginning. But I think me and you both know that he's probably not going to have more than 60 minutes in his uh, in his system. Yeah, you know, to me, in my opinion, you kind of see that Bioho kind of learned from JCO about these rotations. Yeah, I mean, granted, I feel like maybe this is more of a necessary rotation because you only had two days to recover, um, you know, a couple of your players a little bit, you know, tired. You do have a matchup against Veracruz come Sunday away. So that's never easy. Um, so, I mean, granted, I, I understand why the big and sudden changes. I just, I, I, I don't feel too comfortable with it. Um, but needless to say, I think we can still get the, get the job done. I still am very hopeful for three points tomorrow. Let's, let's, let's not, you know, start jumping to conclusions that I don't, that's not what I'm hoping for, but you know, I, I, I want us to do well, and, you know, I think the lineup can, in theory, uh, get the job done. You know, the interesting thing is um, Edson Alvarez could possibly see his first, uh, his not his first start, but his first start in a while. Yeah, I think it's good for him, too. Uh, you know, despite it coming a little, uh, I guess you could say off of a rotation a little bit, you know, but. You know, let's just see what he does. You know, I feel like he can still bring a good A game to the table and stuff. And be show Piojo that he's uh, that he's still here and that he's still he still can play and that he should be able to um, merit at least a sub in whenever it's needed too. You know, not necessarily a start because we've seen uh, Valdez and Aguilera uh, play exceptionally well. You know, week in and week out and stuff like that. And you know, it's, it just sucks to not see him get as much playing time as we all hope for. I mean, we've always, me and you have talked highly of him, and you know, it's just, it just seems like that he hasn't said, hadn't stand up to that standard yet. 
Yeah, that's true. It's, it's going to be a very important matchup if he does get the start for Edson Alvarez to kind of prove himself that he deserves to be there. So hopefully um, hopefully he does well. Hopefully he does get the start too. I'd like to see Edson Alvarez. Um, well, let's really let's, let's, let's talk the nitty-gritty. What, what is America going to have to do to get three points against a very good opposition? Because let's remember, this is a Morelia side that can come back and score plenty of goals on you. I mean, their last matchup was against Pachuca. But was it Pachuca? No. Um, who did who did Morelia last play? Give me a second. Oh, I don't even know either. Uh, oh, they last oh, played. Oh, they played Pumas, which they lost two one. Um, but I mean, previous to that, they played Pachuca in a matchup where they were losing, and you know they ended up coming back and winning. This is a side that can you know a very dangerous side potentially. So are they, you know, we have to give them the, you know, the respect that they've earned at this point. What do you, what are your emotions? What are your feelings? What's your gut telling you for this matchup? I feel, I feel confident. I feel pretty confident, you know, going into this match. You know, I just feel like we still need to bring our shooting boots a little bit because um, we've, we've only scored what, more than, more than one goal in two games so far this season, if I'm thinking correctly. And so, you know, I, st- I still want to see more. I still want to see um, a more comfortable win against a, a more compatible team. I mean, no offense to Pachuca or Lobos, uh, Lobos Wap or anything like that, you know, but, like, this is a team. I mean, even Davis was a team to show that we can score more than one goal and, and get a comfortable win. And this is also another team that we can get a comfortable win against and stuff like that. Um, the defense, obviously, going to be key. Guido going to be key as well. You know, in the midfield as as he's been playing week in week out, um, outstanding, outstanding, and so you know, just I like to see more than one goal actually this week, uh, actually tomorrow. Hopefully, we can get that too. Hopefully, we can get that too. With the lineup that we, that that I mentioned, who do you think is going to have the most responsibility when it does come when when we do have to push forward? Um, yeah, possibly Cecilio. Maybe you know Cecilio. Um, been doing pretty good recently. You know, I feel like he can keep up that form, especially against Morelia. And you, you see, you see him, you know, taking on some players. You see him drawing the penalties like that. I think he's going to be kind of key going forward into the attack. You know, especially assisting um, Henry Martin with the two of his goals. You know, not too long ago too as well. You know, uh, he can possibly come off with that with some key assists. You know, and possibly find him in the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think Cecilio Dominguez is going to be the best player pushing forward. Um, I just I hope that also Henry Martin maybe makes himself a little bit more known this matchup. Uh, and Jeremy Menes too, if he gets the start, I think a lot of a lot of what we do going forward is going to be through the Frenchman. So you know, as little as we can get him on the pitch, let's let's u- let's utilize every moment that we can because I think it's going to be very important that. You know, when we do push forward, when we do go forward, and, you know, I think it's important that our key players are the ones moving and orchestrating the plays for us. So I think what America needs to do in order to get three three points at home against Morelia is start off strong like we have, pressure the side, make them make the mistakes, and capitalize on them. And like I've mentioned time and time again, we need to finish our place. Our final third Decision making needs to be even better than it has been. It's improving, but it hasn't gotten any better to the point where we're finishing and we're scoring and we're at least being a more 
threatened side. So hopefully in this matchup, things can change. I think our passing movement has been great. I think it's wonderful. I think if we can continue the way we have, I think we're a very, very tough opposition to play against, especially at home. So what else do you think America needs to do in order to progress and, and walk away with three points? That pressure, man. I mean, you can't have no mistakes either. Um, just uh, covering your ground. And, you know, especially with how we said it was high pressure, high pressure systems like that. You got to cover your ground, too, and keep those spaces as small as you can and just don't make no mistakes, too. I think, I th- yeah, I think we're both in agreement with that. So, um, I guess I, I kind of give the predicted lineup the um, – I guess we'll, we'll we'll leave that lineup as it is. We'll give a, our our own prediction for the Veracruz one. But what's your what's your prediction for the Morelia matchup? What do you what's your score line prediction? I'll go two one, America. Two one, America. I'm going. Damn. I'm going controversial as always. Hashtag controversial team. I'm going three zero. We're, we're gonna win three zero. Okay. I'll, I'll know, say um, Henny Martin scores a brace. I got it. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Henny Martin with a brace. I'm going. Um, I'm going Emmanuel Aguilera header. I'm going Cecilio Dominguez goal, and on goal from one of the Morelia defenders. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Mine is probably nowhere near right, <laughs> but. Like I said, I'm going with my gut feeling. And actually, it's not even my gut feeling. It's just, you know, you, you got to be a little bit optimistic. You got to go a little adventurous at times. So I'm going with it. So, yeah. 3-0 to America. Um, I think I think we can both agree that this is a matchup where we need to get the three points. Because it's a ma- it, a jornada is so crucial in how well you finish off in the season. Because in theory, it's a... It's it's kind of six points you can get in one week, which is you know not you don't get that too often. So I I hope America can capitalize on this, and if we can get all six points, I mean it'd be absolutely amazing because at this point at this stage of the season, you don't really have that much room to slip. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, you got you got to get good results out of this, no matter what. And granted, it is it is going to be a very hectic week. You know, we have Morelia tomorrow, Veracruz Sunday, uh, Saprissa Wednesday, and then Cholo Saturday. I mean, you have four matchups in such a close span of time that, I mean, even talking about it, I feel a little bit exhausted. But and you can only imagine the players who, you know, have to train, have to play. I mean, it's you know, they have to travel, too. I mean... You know, it's not not an easy thing to do. So it's going to be very hectic, but I think this is where the team conditioning needs to kick in. This is when our squad depth definitely needs to kick in. I know something that we talked about was how big, how better is our squad depth now with the likes of Ibarwin, with the likes of Menes and the three refuerzos from Cholos. So I, I think now that we have a bigger and better squad depth, I think this is now where it's going to have to come into play. These next four matchups are very crucial for us. And and we need to get the majority of points as possible if we want to progress and we want to be, you know, in a very good, comfortable position come Ligia time. Right. And you know, like you said, it's, it's just it's going to be exhausting on the players, you know. 
it's going to come down to um, rotation a little bit and possibly seeing uh, Line is back in the lineup too, possibly on the bench or in the lineup. Yeah, I can see the Eagle Line is getting a little bit of a matchup time here and there. Um, I guess that really much does it for the Morelia uh, preview. I think we're, we're, we're keeping it brief. We're keeping it a little bit shorter than usual because we do have another one that we're going to go up to right now in just a little bit. Um, so let us know your guys' predictions. I hope you guys are in agreement. Uh, don't forget, we live tweet uh, every single matchup. So hopefully you guys join us tomorrow on Twitter. We'll be uh, we'll giving our thoughts. We'll giving you guys live updates for those of you who maybe won't be able to catch it because you're at school, uh, you know, work, whatever the reason may be. Uh, make sure you guys are keep a close eye on Twitter because we'll let you guys know every single detail that's going on in the matchup so you guys don't miss out on anything, anything whatsoever. So uh, we'll be on there. Hopefully you guys are on there as too. Uh, like I said, you know, we're always up for uh, for for an interaction. Whether you guys want to talk to us, whether you guys have a question for us, we're always there to answer any concerns that you guys may have. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, and we'll definitely have um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have a, a thing or two to say. So um, hopefully by then, uh, Dylan has his, his jersey washed, so so he has no excuse. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. I'll get to that as soon as I get back to my dorm. <laughs> All righty, then. Let's jump on to the other matchup. That is uh, Veracruz versus America. Like we mentioned, this is a two-for-one in a sense that we're previewing two matchups in one podcast. Um, Veracruz versus America. What more is there to say? A very, very tough opposition. What do you, uh, what do you think about uh, Veracruz? Um, you know, they have something to say too, especially with relegation battle, you know. Um, like we always said, nothing no easy no team should be easy. We should respect every team that we play. And so, you know, they're gonna come out, you know, playing as strong as they can too, as as we can. And so uh not taking lightly, you know, they're battling relegation, like I said, and it's something that we gotta watch out for. We can't make no mistakes against this team either. I I, I believe so as well. Um it's 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 gonna be interesting. This is a very hard game to preview because we have uh we usually do this after another game. So I mean we kind of get a feel of what the team is, we kind of get what feel of what the you know what 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 everything what the players are like and everything. So it's a little bit difficult to kind of say something ahead of time before even um you know the, the following matchup happens. Um but I think if if we can piggyback off a good result against Morelia, we can go to Veracruz and get a very good result. Um, this is a Veracruz that is struggling, you know, just like Lobos Wapos struggling. We need to pick them off. We need to go in there and say, all right, we're the better team. We're the better side. We're going to come in and we're going to, you know, literally get the three points because we're the better side. I think if America can go through that, even if we maybe don't get the best result against Morelia, I think we can come in against Veracruz, see that maybe they haven't had the best season. Right off of that, you know, tapping into our confidence and and kind of, you know, do what we've been doing well, which is pressing, uh, winning the ball early, running at the defenders, you know, getting good plays, good link-ups, I think. Like I said, the only thing I think we can say is that America is going to need to perfect in their shooting. So, I mean, would 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 anything really change from Morelia to Veracruz? 
Oh, no. I mean, other than the lineup, obviously, but no, I mean, I think uh, Bill is going to stick with the same tactics as he has been, you know, something he's been um, working on with the team and stuff like that. So what what he's going to do tomorrow against where he's probably going to stick with um, going into Veracruz. I think, um, oh, that's interesting. All right, let, let, let's, let's talk lineup. What do you think the lineup is going to be for Veracruz? For Veracruz? Um, it's a really interesting question, Ivan. Um, I think they're gonna be guns a blazing, dude. They're just gonna come out firing. You know, they're gonna they're gonna copy America, dude. They're just gonna copy America and just be like, hey, you know, we could do what well, what you can do, we can do better. So we're just gonna stick with that. <laughs> oh, okay. I think you misunderstood me. No, I meant like, what do you think Piojo's lineup is gonna be against Veracruz? Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I thought you asked me what Veracruz yeah. lineup. No, I'm not asking. Like, you to give me like uh, a roster. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Obviously. Um. Marchengo. Um. Aguilar. Uh. Valdez Aguilera. Um. Vargas. Um. Ivada. Uribe. Guido. Cecilio, and then Uribe and Henry. You know, just just basic lineup and as it's been. You know what? I think for the first time ever on the podcast, I'm going to agree with that lineup. I think we're going solid 4-4-2 with our solid core, uh, you know, team. And I think, you know, because we're, we, because I'm not going to say because we need points. I think because we need to, you know, get all the points as possible. I think this is a matchup where we get that opportunity to play our best side and kind of, you know, you know, Right off that momentum that we have, and go with our best squad and, and get the result. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, this is uh, you know, after after Tuesday, you know, everybody's going to have what? What is it about six days, five days of rest? Let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days rest. Yeah, five days. So, um, you know, it it just seems like a normal week too. You know, if you go from like Saturday to the next Saturday, you know, it's, it's I mean. Seven days, you know, I think five days is plenty of rest, too. You know, you get plenty of time for the squad to to heal if, uh, you know, they picked up a knock here and, you know, just uh, just to get back to 100%. I don't see why not we can't go with the same strong one that we've been going with. I agree. I agree. I, I completely agree. I hope that we can progress and we can keep moving and we can, can keep playing at the, at, the, at the rhythm that we have been. So, um. I think it's safe to say that we agree, tactically speaking, America is going to have to, you know, keep doing what they've been doing, I think, in the midfield with, with Guido orchestrating everything and Cecilio Dominguez and Renato Ibarra playing down the wings. I think this is a very, you know, again, no disrespect to, to Veracruz, but a very easy game, quote-unquote, because no matchup is ever easy. But on paper, you would see that our Aguilas have a very good, uh, probability of getting those three points, and I think we we would assume that you know they walk away with them. Yeah, I definitely do. I, I, I mean, I merit you know, pay on the paper, you know, it's the three points easily. So I don't, I don't really kind of see why not. I mean, um, just come out with the same thing we've been doing, man. I mean, that's all. That's all you got to do. You know, you stick to the game plan. Yep, stick to the game plan. And uh, you know, just keep performing, keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully, um, hopefully, we're able to perform, able to do things correctly. So I think, um, granted, 
the you know we 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 perform we keep doing things well the result is right and um you know uh what's your wh what are you predicting what is your what are you predicting for result wise i'm gonna go four one man i'm just gonna come out and say i'm gonna go four one you know? <laughs> four one Right, for one. All right, for those of you who guys just wondered why <laughs> why Dylan completely looks different. Um what what happened, Dylan? What happened? Um so in my rush to get to class this morning, uh, I for decided to forget my laptop charger and I came to work, decided to play on my laptop all during work and then realized setting up for the podcast that I did not bring my charger so um, my laptop just died and so while i was talking i decided to download google hangouts on my phone so that's why i was able to rush back over here so i am now on my phone instead of my laptop <laughs> all righty well uh i guess uh only on the eagle eye podcast ladies and gentlemen only on the eagle eye podcast but <laughs> let's jump back to what we were saying about the veta cruz matchup um you're going with a 4-1 result I'm a, I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with a comfortable two nil result for us. Um, I would like to say that you know we have we have it quite in you know reasonably controlled that we can do that. Um, again, it's a little it's, it's very difficult to predict this because you know you're we're, we're so far away from that matchup. But I think at the end of the day, it's um it's 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 a very good possibility that we can walk away with said um with said result. Yeah, I think so too, man. You, you know, it's you're you're away, you're away too. You know, you're on the road. You know, like we always said, you know, it's never easy playing on the road uh, away from home, and um, just you can never take anything lightly. But you know, at the at the end of the day, you know, you got to get those three points to continue on. You know, it's it's a crucial three points, uh, no matter what. Crucial three points, indeed. So hopefully, um. Hopefully we can get the results. So I think we're both optimistic for three points tomorrow. We're both optimistic for three points Sunday. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Like I cannot stress that enough. Follow us on Twitter because, you know, we'll we'll, we'll have you guys updated with everything news-wise, coverage-wise, everything that's going on with Las Aguilas in America. We will let you know in your preferred language that is English. So that wraps it up for this Eagle Eye podcast. It's been episode seven. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It's always fun to be able to come here and talk to you guys. Hopefully, you guys can agree that uh, with me and Dylan that America looks like in favor of these six points. Hopefully, we can get them because, of course, as you know, nothing is ever guaranteed in life, especially in soccer. So, um, like I said, I hope you guys uh, you guys have enjoyed the podcast. I hope you guys uh, can agree with our you know views. And if you guys don't, let us know, too. Uh, we're always open to new, new opinions as well. Anything else you want to add on, Dylan? Um, you know, Ivan, you know, I think we kind of, I kind of jinxed it, you know, after me telling you how we kind of had some technical difficulties this past weekend with our <laughs> sports broadcaster at school. And then we're over here now having te technical difficulties when we said that's not what we wanted. <laughs> and it's true. He, he jinxed us. I, we were talking before the podcast. He was, he, he was telling me a little story about, you know, where he, where he works at, at school. Um, how he was having, how he was having a couple technical difficulties then and how frustrating it was. And uh, it, it was a funny story, but I, I, you know, I told him, I was like, well, you know, hope and pray that we don't get that this podcast. And surely enough, you know, I, I, none of us knocked on wood. I think that was the problem. I think none of us walked, knocked on wood. 
So we had our technical difficulties. For those of you who are listening on the on on SoundCloud or iTunes, you guys won't be able to see what you know we saw. Um, but literally, you just Dylan froze, and he had texted me. He texted me. He was like, "Yo, my laptop is at three percent. I might not make it." So in the back of my mind, I was like, "Whenever it looks like he's just absolutely done talking, then I kind of have to jump in, right, and do the solo." I hats off to you my guy because you downloaded google hangouts really quickly and jumped on it like crazy i thought as soon as you went blank i was like okay like i gotta do this by myself for the next you know 10 minutes yeah man no whenever you were talking dude like i was like going real fast on my app store and everything man and i had it open and ready so i was ready to hop on dude and it's just like oh my gosh like i can't believe that just happened and stuff but now i know so now I know to go to bed early and to wake up on time so I don't forget nothing. <laughs> Hell, but my hat's off to you, my guy, because you were resourceful. I mean, really, really resourceful. So, you know, that that let, that goes to show you guys, ladies and gentlemen, dedication right there. Dedication. You only find it from uh, Dylan himself. Very resourceful, like I said. So, funny enough, a little side story for you guys. Um, but like we said, we're always happy to, you know, go, go off a little tangent here and there. So it's been episode seven, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Tomorrow, Las Aguas de la América play at the Estadio Azteca at 6.45 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. I mean, 8.45 p.m. Uh, Central time. So I hope you guys are excited about that. Um, down here from the Eagle Eye podcast, we wish every single one of you guys a happy Valentine's Day. For those of you who have found your Valentine's, uh, you know, snuggle with them, watch an America game, you know, Make uh, make a little bit of a dinner out of it. And uh, for those of you guys who have not found you guys' Valentine, uh, don't forget, America can always be your Valentine because America is eternal and forever. So um, hope you guys enjoyed uh, the podcast. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed everything that we've done at this point. And uh, hopefully you guys will stick around for more because, like I said, we have a lot, a lot of things planned and a lot of things in mind. Um and let's not forget, it's a World Cup year, so uh, we're, we're also going to be uh, knee-deep in that as well. So anything else you want to add on, Dylan? Um, just sorry for the technical difficulties again, and uh, sorry for not having the jersey ready, guys, but I'll have one ready next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you guys heard it from Dylan himself. He's going to go wash. I'm going to go wash too. And uh, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And uh, let us know your guys' thoughts. We'll, uh, like I said, we're always happy to bring you guys new content. And uh, hopefully, as you've enjoyed it, and uh, we'll be back next week. So don't forget, we'll be back next week, and uh, we're gonna have a very special guest. So keep an eye out for that as well. So, like I said, if you guys miss any podcast at any time, make sure you guys do go find us on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. So uh, just look at us up there, the Eagle Eye Podcast, and you guys will find us there as well. So. We're running down to the end of the episode. Hope you guys have a great one. And until next time, take care, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. And let's go, America.